Welcome JPWT listeners, Jesus People with Testimonies. I'm your host, Lakeisha Underwood. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad that you are here with us. And we do have a new guest today. We welcome today Bridget Hibbert Williams. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for taking out the time to be with us, Bridget. Uh, You're so welcome, and thank you for having me. All right. We do have a few questions before we get into your testimony. Um, We do have opening questions that we do ask everyone. So tell us a little about Bridget Herbert Williams. My name is Bridget Herbert, married to Mr. Alvin Williams. So I'm Bridget Herbert Williams. No children, three girls, one boy. Uh, Pentecostal, filled with the Holy Ghost, thank you, Jesus, and um, on fire for Him. So I live presently in Pembertown, Florida. Um, originally uh, from Jamaica, based on Jamaica, and here living in the U.S. for over 36 years. And I'm happy to be here. Yes, come on. All right. So, how did you, or where did you first hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, I grew up in Jamaica as Catholic originally, and uh, was real young, about eight years old at the time, and then we moved over to uh, Saint Catherine, Jamaica, and uh, I was the only one that went to church back then. I remember a friend, older lady by the name of Beverly Navalette Williams, no relation to my husband, Alvin, because my husband uh, is American and she was living in Jamaica at the time. She's now um, migrated to England. And um, they saw this little girl living with my grandparents and um, they invited me to church and my grandparents said it's okay so they would come and pick me up so every Sunday I would go with them to church and at the age of 12 years old I got baptized and got filled with the Holy Ghost oh wow didn't understand a lot but you know I was excited because that was something that I'm able to um, to do to get out the house, and um, and then I was so excited to know that there's somebody, somebody that I can confide in and feel comfortable with and can talk to. And I mean, it really didn't talk back to me, but I know that they were listening, and that was God. Right. So, awesome. What was your initial reaction? I know that you said that you had someone to talk to, but how did you know he was real? How, what was your initial reaction to him? What were your thoughts? Well, my initial, my initial uh, reaction was comfort. It was just a lot of comfort that I felt. You know, I felt, I felt um, comfortable. Uh, I, I was... Uh, honestly, kind of shocked. I didn't know a lot, but um, I felt comfort because I didn't have my parents with me. I grew up with my grandparents because my mom was here in the state. So I felt comfortable. Comfort. Okay. So, enough for my questions. Um, before you get into your testimony, take your time and we want you to give us 
to bless us with whatever God has laid on your heart to speak to us that will help someone else. And um, we want to segue into that. And I want you to take your time with it. You know, let the listeners know it's something that he placed and that maybe someone with a similar testimony that we're getting ready to get into can feel something, be encouraged and know that God is God. I'm already excited because from 12 years old, you knew that he was someone that you can talk to. So lead us um, in what God has touched you to give us today. Well, um, I must say that God is real. I know that he's real because I'm a living testimony. And uh, even though I was young and um, there was just a lot that I had to uh, learn at a young age because I didn't grow up with my parents. It was, it was my grandparents that took care of me and it was kind of hard because in going to school, it was, it was hard because all the other kids had their parents and of course they would show up at school and, and you know, being with my grandparents, they really didn't have a lot of time because they were raising a lot of grandkids. I wasn't the only one. So I have a testimony and my testimony is that in life, wherever you are, you have to dance to the music. Yes. You have to dance in your situation. And I'm sure with you dancing and just being happy where you are, a lot of times you can dance your way out of anything that binds you, that um, try to control you, try to um, trap you. You can dance your way out of it. So with me being in that situation, it was hard. It was hard, I must say, because um, it was hard because my mom wasn't around. And when she when she came from America and and came to Jamaica, a lot of times it was hard for me to understand that that was my mom. But I knew she was my mom because they would always talk about my mom. My mom, um, you know, when she would, when she was coming or she'd been away and we used to write her letters and sometimes get phone calls. But at the long short of, of my, uh, situation is when my mom finally sent for me in Jamaica because she's a, she had attempted a few times for me to leave Jamaica to come to live with her because I had other siblings here, and me being the oldest, um, I was the only one that was born in Jamaica, my other siblings um, here in the States. So <laughs> with that, I can honestly say that perhaps God was molding me, let me put it that way, molding right. me into who he wanted me to be. Right. So, um, I, but, you know, the fact that this was happening to me at the time, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it. I just thought that, you know, uh, my situation was grim. Um, I, I chose to be happy because I was young and I, that's all I knew back then. 
So um, when my mom sent something, which she did a few times, and I said no, even as a child, I didn't want to come because I didn't know her, and I was happy where I was with people that I knew because that's who I grew up with. So finally, when I when I, I my grand like two grandparents died, my great grandmother and my grandmother died, and then I was just with my grandpa and as a teenager and my mom finally said this is it so I came up uh, to New Jersey uh, that's where my mom was living at the time with my other siblings and then when, when I when I got here in the States it was bittersweet because um, I was happy to be with my siblings there's a lot of things that they didn't understand about me <laughs> because I, I remember when we went out and um, and they had McDonald's and that you know I mean that was good food for them and I didn't eat it I didn't eat McDonald's first time I saw I saw snow I put it in the cup and I drank um, um, pop with it you know soda pop poured on the snow and I drank it because I was so excited I'm like this is like shaved <laughs> ice, you know, so then finally we moved down from um, New Jersey to um, to Florida in the 80s, and, um, and my mom and I, we bumped head, because I really didn't know her, so we bumped head and everything, and and, and finally, you know, I got married um, in the 90s, and, and um, settled in, you know, with my, with my husband, and we lived in Miami for a few years and then moved to Broward. And and God, you know, he works in mysterious ways because there's a lot of things you don't understand, but then you'll understand them better by and by, just like the song says. And that's that song, I mean, whoever wrote it, that's just so, so true. And and I'm, I'm sure they had situations that they went through that know that later on at the end of the tunnel there's light. So I had um, that situation, you know, with, with that, that was a big move for me, you know, um, moving from one country to the next. Of course, um, <laughs> we, we speak English in Jamaica, but of course, Patois are first, you know, um, broken, bro broken English that we speak. So it was like, a long shot for us because something, for instance, Q-Tex is our nail polish. That's what we call nail polish here in the U.S. and Jamaica, it's Q-Tex. And here, you know, you call cookie, uh, we, cookie, we call it biscuit in Jamaica. So, you know, some different words right. said certain ways that, you know, I had to learn all of that. So, the long and the short is, when I um, moved to Broward, and um, I really didn't wasn't going to church anymore when I got here because my mom really didn't go. Um, I know that my siblings they went to Catholic school. They grew up in that sort of you know thing there, and then I came to Broward. I wasn't going to any church. I didn't take my kids anywhere much. You know, every so often, you know, somebody might invite me here and there, and I might just grab them and go, but. It was home. We stayed home, cooked, and get ready for the next day for school. Right. So um, when when um, when I moved to Broward, 
this way where everybody was living in the neighborhood. It was a new neighborhood and everybody was moving there. And then God put someone else in my life that would show me the way. So, I mean, even though he started the work, he knew that he didn't finish it, he made sure whatever he started, he finished it. God is an on-time God, and he always finishes what he started. Yes. So with that, even though he started a good thing in my life, and he know that he chose me for whatever reason that he did, he made sure the work that he started, he wanted to complete it. And he know that was not my destiny, just for me to go up with my grandparents, for me to know the Lord back in Jamaica at that early age, got baptized, know what the Holy Ghost was, got filled with the Holy Ghost, and then he just brought me over here to the U.S. and dropped me, forget about me. So, um, he placed, you know, um, a pastor um, almost right next door to me, one house over, and he always used to come out there sometimes because we had, we were in a little cul-de-sac, and we, you know, we had some neighbors, that would like to play music and have fun and I, and I like to dance so I would be out there dancing having fun and we would always come up after church I'd head into church and you see us out there and I you know he always said I'm praying for you I'm praying for you so I thought I did something I'm like what did, you, what did I do for you to be praying for me I'm fine you know I'm fine so um with that, he always used to say he's praying, and he invited invited us to church. And you know, every week I said, next week I'm going, I'm going. Finally, I went, and then I would go on and off, on and off, and um, you know, out of town a lot. And then finally, I um, I gave back my life to God all over again, all because He is so gentle. And he's so kind that if you just open up your heart to him, he will come into your heart and dwell forever. And that is what he did for me. And I'm so grateful. I'm so happy that he planted a seed that he kept watering. And I kept, and I kept being there in that place where he put me. And I didn't stay there, but I keep growing and growing and growing until now I could say that I'm well grounded in the Lord and and I want to be in his presence, in the glory of the salvation. And I want to be able to flourish in his presence at all times because I want to make it to heaven. So I just want to encourage someone tonight that whatever situation that you're in, even though you don't see the end and you don't know how the end is going to be, God already knows. So your situation might be just a stepping stone to get over to the other side where God has something better, bigger, for you that you can't see because your size as a little child 
you're not tall enough to see over that fence, so you don't know what's over there. So as long you're able to have God to mold you and make you who he wants you to be, you, you have to be moldable. Then you're able to grow in his presence. And then you're able to see over that fence at a later date when you get to that height that he's been molding you and he has planted you and water you to get you where he needs you, need you to be. So whatever the situation is, whatever it is, matter what it looks like, God is in control. Wow. And always be there for you. That is awesome. So I just want to recap. You over in Jamaica, you meet your God, you turn down the invites because what I hear what I'm hearing is God wasn't ready yet. He wasn't ready yet. So when he was ready, mm -hmm. the doors were open. You never forgot. He never forgot you. He never took his hand off you. Even though you couldn't see it, he placed a person next to you, which would be your pastor now. For how many years? For at least 24 years. 24 years. Was a door down mm -hmm. from you. God never stopped. And you said something that everyone needs to hear. He completes what he started. That Absolutely. I literally felt God's spirit all over me when you said that. He complete what he started. I even dropped a tear. Because sometimes we forget that God... When he starts something, he don't just leave you. Some, you know, it seems that way. And you said it. You just can't see over the fence. You can't see what he's doing. He brought you right back to Broward. You went through Jersey, Miami, all the way to Broward to be next, a door down from a pastor. And you rededicated yourself back to the God that that's, was your God from the beginning. That never took his that's hand off. Right. Correct. Wow, that is an awesome testimony. I have one thing, one other thing. With everything that you've gone through in your life, your testimony, your your marriage, your whatever it may be, how would you describe our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, in one word? Just, just your life in one word. If you can do that, what is that one word that you would use to describe him? He's magnificent. So magnificent would be that word. That's awesome. I do thank you again for taking time out with us tonight. I hope you can join us soon, maybe with Mr. Williams. And you guys can maybe come on and combine. Um, I do thank you for taking the time. We really do thank you. And that was so encouraging. I don't know if someone else felt it. I did. And I want you to leave one more thought for someone who may be in a situation but can't see the end. Can you just say something to encourage them one more time? I just need one more word from someone that just didn't hear it yet. That just need one more push to understand that God completes what he starts. He, he does not unfinish anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. All I have to say is hold on, hold on. Your change is gonna come. Your change is gonna come. And you might not feel that it's here or it's soon enough, but God's timing is the right time. It's the right time. 
we as people, individuals, okay, we want things done yesterday. We want it done now. Yes. We don't want to wait because we're thinking, okay, oh, we have a microwave so we can warm the food now and we can eat it now. We don't we don't want to prepare it. We don't want to wait for it to be cooked like we normally cook and stove. I mean, in Jamaica, we still, we still have to go chop the wood, wait for the wood to burn for days and make it into charcoal, okay? And a lot of people cook their food on that charcoal. So can you imagine? Wait until all of that is done before you get a meal. That's hard, isn't it? Yes. But when God is doing a work, he's not in a hurry because his work is a complete work. So if he does it in a hurry, it might not be his right and proper work for you, the person that he wants you to be. And what he did for me, he can do it for you. And it might not be the exact same thing. But whatever situation that you're in, dance. Just keep dancing. Right. Because God's going to see you through. But if you think that, okay, you're going to stop and you're going to look back and thinking, oh, I could have been there or I should have done this back then. No. Look forward. Look up to the Savior who never leave us or forsaken us. And he will see you through. All right. And that's my word for you tonight. Thank you. Thank you, JPWT listeners, for tuning in. Join us next Sunday for a new guest and their testimony. Remember to follow us on Facebook. Like and follow. Be blessed. Until then, remember, Jesus loves you. <laughs>